Artism Podcast, where we explore creativity, inspiration, and the determination it takes to be an artisan. This podcast is for artisans, by artisans. I'm your host, Kathy Duraghi, and I'm thrilled to introduce you to our next guest. Welcome to the Artisan Podcast. Our guest today is Briona Simons. She is the Senior Account Manager at the experiential marketing firm OBE. And Briona is going to be talking about not only her own journey to find and join a company that she has been uh, seeking for the past year, um, as well as really talking about the role of the account manager and the collaborative position that it is uh, between making sure that the client experience is exceptional and making sure that the creative experience uh, and that collaboration between the two is seamless. With that, I'd love to welcome and introduce you all to Brianna. Thank you so much, Caddy. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. So I think this conversation is going to be super interesting because your career is really more on the accounts and on the marketing side. And I think our conversation is really going to be uh, around how the two sides of you know, accounts and creative work together and what that, what that bridge of conversation and communication looks like between them. So thrilled to have you to share that insight and knowledge with us. But before that, um, I'd love for you to just kind of share how you even started in your path. Um, what was the spark that got you interested in being on the creative side of the equation? Um, so as a kid, I think my first marketing campaigns, if you will, were um, doing student council election campaigns. And mm -hmm. so I remember uh, transitioning from middle school into high school in Colorado. And I um, wanted to break conformity and, you know, be radical in whatever we were doing. And so I would tear a poster and write break conformity across it. And that was my first, <laughs> that was my first marketing campaign. Um, it was effective. So I think I was in student council all throughout high school, total like school nerd, super involved. Um, in college, it took me three majors to land on marketing. I started with international business pivoted after a couple of months into recreation and leisure, like sports management, because I was an athlete growing up and I thought, let me just stay in this world because I know it. Um, and then I pivoted one more time, one last time into business marketing. Um, and so my marketing career has been so not linear. Um, I try to kind of package my career into different phases. So um before college i was um kind of like doing choreography for the cheerleading team at school and i was teaching other kids how to do backflips at gymnastics gyms and there was these like expert rope um jump roping kids and i would work with them on their choreography and their flips throughout their jumps and so for me that is like a creative lane is to um create to music and create to choreography um in college, I worked a lot of retail jobs, which taught me how to talk to people and taught me sales. Um, after college, I <laughs> um, was uh, in Las Vegas. That's where I went to undergrad. And so I jumped right into the hotel hospitality mm. industry um, and worked in sales and marketing and events. And 
really learn. Uh, that was my first professional career. So a lot of my um, professional demeanor is really based off hospitality. So okay. never saying no, everybody's a client, always finding alternatives. And that's been really helpful in marketing and creative, especially yeah. interfacing with the pressures of the client and interfacing with the pressures of our internal creative team. Um, this is a long, long non-linear <laughs> journey. But uh, after about three or four years in hotel and conference planning, being able to work with CES and huge luxury brands, I um, did the quintessential female in her 20s solo journey and went traveling and taught English in Taiwan and just totally pivoted and wanted to make sure that marketing was it. And ultimately it was. So I started working back in marketing at a local gym. Okay. And then led myself into grad school because I wanted to be more of a competitive candidate. I didn't feel like my career up to that point was uh, unique enough to make me stand out. Mm -hmm. And so after grad school is really when I started working in um, more professional marketing roles. So I came out to LA as a project manager at an agency in Redondo Beach. Um, and quickly worked my way up to marketing director. Um, then I pivoted again to uh, a nonprofit working on the brand side as a, pro as a marketing strategist. And my latest pivot, and I do not want to leave for decades, <laughs> is with Onboard Experiential, a marketing agency in LA as well, where I'll be a senior account manager. So I feel like I'm finally in the role that lets me use all of the experiences up to this point um, to interface between all the parties. You know, it's wonderful. It's uh, interesting that the thread that you've woven through the different career paths to bring you here. And you're absolutely right, because as an account, I mean, actually, in, in all of them, customer first approach, you know, customer service, um, I mean, in everything we do, there's a sales component, whether people recognize that or not. Um, I, I hear so many people telling me, oh, I don't want to do sales. But there's they're selling and they're pitching all day long. So they are doing sales, but it's just not called sales. <laughs> so so I, I liked uh, hearing that and how that's kind of been woven into everything that you, you're doing. Can you share a little bit about your current company and what is it that you're going to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis? I know you've recently joined. Yes, this is my first week. So it's been Yay. amazing. <laughs> it's been a phenomenal week. I've been uh, meeting a lot of uh, the staff virtually and everyone's been so welcoming. It definitely feels like uh, the family atmosphere that is ideal for any career. Um, so Onboard Experiential is a marketing agency that has um, been around for 25 years. Um, a lot of the clients, um, examples would be Nike or JP Morgan Chase or MuleSoft, Facebook. And while we are an experiential marketing agency, a lot of it is strategy-led and experience-led. So just from uh, this first week, I can already see like the obsession with all the touch points from the user journey, from the customer experience. Mm -hmm. um, and even though we've had to pivot during COVID to what that virtual experience is like for every click, um, going from IRL to URL and all of that, it's, um, it's been really impressive to see the kind of campaigns and projects that OBE has been able to produce for clients. Um, some of them have even won awards in the past year. So it's really, really exciting. Yeah, it's been an interesting year uh, and kind of just looking at so many companies who have had to 
rediscover uh, what the core their core is or to your point pivot to maybe a new line of business and or just expanding their offerings um, it, it's been a it's been a trying time for a lot of people but it's also been a very exciting uh, experiential time <laughs> yeah experience you know just really practicing and just putting it out there and seeing if it's working or not. Um, so good. I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear that it is working and that you have just joined. And clearly your smile tells it all that you're excited to be on this journey. Um, so I'd love to talk about what um, we started the conversation with is that bridge that goes you know, from accounts to creative and back and then from marketing to accounts and creative and just how the unit cohesively can work together and not be siloed in the approach to a customer centric um, product or, or, um, or offering. Yeah, I can talk about the ideal model and then maybe some of the examples I've had based on um, my teams, mm -hmm. that's cool. But ideally the, the account manager is the client's best friend. So your job is to know exactly what the scope of work is and to articulate constantly between all of your creative team and all of your points of contact on the client side. And so it's, it's kind of like constantly monitoring to ensure we're bringing the best ideas. Also around budget, but are these the most creative and, um, you know, breakthrough concepts that are going to exceed any of the goals, any of the KPIs, any of the wish lists, um, and communicating that at all levels all the time um experiences that i've had this um my most previous job was with xprize which is a nonprofit uh that really specializes in tech and intensive prize competitions and we're we were such a small nonprofit team that we outsourced our agency work to a team in london and so this team was so talented and I, at first the positioning was, they're working overnight, like you can brief all day and then you wake up and you have all these concepts. And at first I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, but the reality is one of us is always working two time zones mm -hmm. because creative and um, account is a collaborative effort. We're constantly hand-holding. We're just skipping along throughout the entire process. <laughs> and I just, I found myself waking up at 5 and 6 a.m. just to have the creative conversations, the brainstorms, the reviews. Um, and so that was a very, very much a virtual experience. Whereas the previous agency I was at, the uh, creative director and all the designers sat feet away. And so I was able, we had like a special knock whenever we had a creative questions and um her her and i sometimes we would share we would share keyboards just to get the work out the door because we were um you know under pressure and she was controlling the creative design and i was typing in all the copy um, and so that type of irl experience was so effective because we were constantly in lockstep would you explain IRL for the audience who may not know? <laughs> Just in real life. I think I'm using uh, too much text lingo here. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? We're in that we're in that world right now, right? We're in that world. So yeah. and it's interesting because now you're back to the virtual space, you know, maybe not of choice, um, you know, of, of circumstance, but now it is. Diff not necessarily different time zones, at least not as different as um, 
the UK was to hear, but still, it's still being intentional about our communication. Definitely. You can't just have a special knock because you yeah. have Zoom, <laughs> right? You can have to turn Zoom on, then knock. And then, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so I think that'd be an interesting, it's interesting to uh, speak with you as you're onboarding um, virtually. Yeah, and how yeah. that how, how that how's that experience been for you? Because you know we've been virtual now, you know we've been a remote team for eleven years. So for the past I don't know how many years we've onboarded virtually, but we've had you know my team has always been LA based. So even though they've been working from home, we've had the chance to meet for lunches or do team meetings. You know, come together a couple of times a month. And so mm-hmm. we haven't been doing that. Uh, so uh, today, even we're having a like a little potluck luncheon thing via Zoom. So it's it's just been interesting to kind of rethink connections uh, in this in this medium. Yeah, um, very much like you and your team, we're having um, a coffee talk later, and mm-hmm. everyone gets a stipend to you know bring lunch from somewhere local, uh, and then we will be meeting on Zoom to to you know break bread and. Um, I mean, it has to work. It has to be enough. Yeah. Uh, so this onboarding experience, what stood out to me is that the team has scheduled one-on-ones with me and other people that might not be in my immediate project teams, but it still allows me to understand um, how large a company is and make those initial connections um, and that's really as far as it can go without yeah. being, um, you know, in an office and having meals at the same table or having coffee in a, you know, cool conference room. Uh, there have been, there are a few staff that live in Denver. So I've reached out to ask, are you comfortable to, you know, wear a mask and walk around a park at six feet apart? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I mean, that's always an interesting ask because it's, it's a bit awkward, but you have to be respectful of what people's boundaries are during yeah. COVID. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, can we go back to the conversation of accounts? Um, I loved how you said the accounts team is the customer's best friend or the client's best friend. Um, how do you navigate, you know, being the client's best friend? And yet, you know, obviously, because because this is, you know, when we're, you know, our account team as a client's best friend, we're also ha- are the best friend of our, the talent that we play, yeah. right? But we also, ha- you know, we are also a business. So we always talk about the, tri- the, the three W's, the, the triple wins. We want it to be a win for the client. We want it to be a win for the talent, but we also want it to be, you know, and we also want it to be a win for our design. So it's really kind of navigating the waters to make sure that everybody, including my internal team, my employees are, happy too. You know, it, it can't be just all one side and not have the employee experience be positive too. So how do you navigate making sure that you are the client's best friend, but that also, you know, really keeping the the project objectives and the client and, the, you know, the internal team's objectives as well as the company's objectives top of mind. So it is a triple win for you guys as well. Yeah, no, this is a great question. I mean, for me, I, I don't, I don't only see the actual client as the only client. Um, For me, I am serving the client and I'm serving my team. And there's a people first approach that um, is equally applied to the staff that are 
working hard every day to create and the uh, staff on the other side of the Zoom screen mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the client. So yeah. um, I think it's really uh, navigating what everyone's wants and needs are up front. There has to be um, a, a level setting and an expectation setting that's very honest and transparent up front uh, because something I really admire about OBE where I'm at now is that projects are selected based on people, based on passion. And mm-hmm. we're um, able to use those values in the relationship. Um, so I think account management and client management, these are roles that require people um, or people persons as, as the name allows. But um, it's definitely just being honest and basic friendship qualities, being honest communicating, mm-hmm. um, you know, being excited, so being supportive, um, identifying when there are uh, barriers and creating solutions together so that everyone's involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, transparency, right? Absolutely. Yeah, on, on all, all levels for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about culture a little bit because I love this concept that you said that uh, at OBE, projects are selected based on passion. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, with the uh, process of selecting projects or projects being presented to OBE, one of the factors is uh, passion. So, are there staff at our company that this fires this this project or this uh, campaign or this concept fires people up? Mm-hmm. Because um, there's always going to be a question of resource, which is the people first approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're not excited about it, are we really the best fit? And is the client the best fit? So I, I just really admire that approach and in, um, integrity mm-hmm. in selecting projects. Hmm. I love that. Um, we do that here as well. And, and just making sure that, you know, from a values perspective, um, our values and the client's values are aligned. And same thing on, on the talent side that, you know, we want to make sure that the talent we're placing and the companies we're placing that their values are um, are aligned as well. Otherwise, at the end of the day, it's it's not going to be a long term match. And so we're we're looking for as you are for that long term relationship with with yeah. a client. Um, otherwise, you won't become their best friend. You know, you'll just be a temporary <laughs> friend for the moment, and oh. that's that's no good. <laughs> that, that's no good at all. Um, so it's great to hear that. Um, but from a from a project selection standpoint, and that's the approach that uh, you guys are taking as well. Yeah. I'm excited for you. It seems sounds like everything is very very aligned to how you like to also work. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really magical feeling to get that that fit. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about your job search process? Um, since I know you you had mentioned that you were at X Prize last um you know what happened between that position ending because i I think right now we're in a situation where there are a lot of incredible people who aren't working Mm -hmm. and just to give some hope um and to just share maybe what your process was how many interviews did you go on how did you revamp your profile your linkedin your can you talk a little bit about that yeah, I mean, if we're looking for inspiration, I just want everyone to know that where you are is not who you are. And if you want something, you can get it. So uh, for me, the process of 
transitioning from XPrize to OBE didn't just happen in the in-between. Um, I have been keeping my eye on this agency for over a year now. <laughs> so okay. um, obsession. Very targeted for you. You yes, knew where you yes. wanted to be. Great. Yes. And so um, going back a bit, my uh, first exposure to OBE was actually a networking event called ColorCom. Mm -hmm. It's for um, creatives and creatives of color. Okay. And so I remember seeing their uh, table set up and I remember watching how all the staff interacted with each other and you could tell that there was a bond. And so I was immediately attracted to that. And at the time, I um, a year ago, I didn't know if I should be on the creative side or if I should be on the client side. And I remember mm -hmm. asking one of their staff, I just became really vulnerable and asked her, can you take a look at my resume? And please let me know if I am better fit to be on the account side or on the creative side. I really don't know. And every time I am reading job descriptions, I, I feel uh, confused on which to uh, tailor my resume and my portfolio for. Mm -hmm. And so she was kind enough to take a look and she landed on maybe the best thing for you is a hybrid role. And I would never have thought that, which sounds like a very simple thought process. I would never have thought that on my own. And I never would have pitched myself like that on my own. And so that gave me a lot of confidence um, in how I started storytelling my own experience in marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, uh, because of timing, I ended up accepting an offer at XPRIZE, but I've been in conversation with my points of contact at OBE for the past year. Okay. Um, I was even able to um, recommend the VP of accounts at OBE to speak on a panel for American Marketing Association LA, which was just really cool to see. I just love getting people in the limelight when they mm -hmm. deserve it. So um, the uh, process of interviewing, I believe I had eight meetings total. And so all of them had different agendas. Sometimes they were just informal, like what, what exactly are you looking for? Where are you at in your career? Um, some of them were more formal where there was three to five people on a call and there were very pointed questions. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of them were just those conversations with human resources, human resources slash human resources, people in culture to discuss um, the compensation package. Mm -hmm. So in total, eight meetings spanning a couple months um, that led me to starting this week. Fantastic. So eight meetings with your current current clients, not eight different interviews, different places. Eight with oh, eight meetings. Yeah, eight meetings with the staff at OBE. Okay, uh, love hearing that uh, for a number of reasons. One is I sometimes find that the candidates we're working with are getting frustrated that the that it's taking a long time. But if culture and values are really that important, you want to take the time. You just sure. don't want to be like rushing through it. So I love hearing that this was a um, process that allowed both sides to get to know each other well be before the hire was made. And I love the fact that you had them on your target list or that you had your eyes on. I'm not even target list. It sounds like that this was the one place that you were looking at. <laughs> Um, for the duration of the time that you were, because that means that you, you know what you want and you went after it. And that's so inspiring. So congratulations. Thank you. And I love the fact also, um, so many loves here, um, <laughs> that 
even before you joined, um, you were able to make connections and, you know, like you said, get the VP, uh, you know, introduce the VP for a panel. Um, that's just, that's just good people skills. That's just being, being a friend uh, across the board, right? So, awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add in terms of just what your personal job search, um, you know, re, uh, just really kind of redoing your resume and kind of putting that thinking hat of a hybrid on, how did you go about doing that? And what was that process like? Yeah, I mean, um, before I had the targeted approach, I was all over the place. I mm -hmm. think I spent a year um, driving around LA and I say driving around LA because it takes hours to get anywhere yeah. pre-COVID. Um, and I was, I was really um, curious and I went to a variety of networking events just mm -hmm. to interface with different people. I, I recognized that I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so I would check conversations and just hear other, other people's career journeys um, and found out that some are very linear and some are, you know, um, an evolution of nepotism and they're very lucky or some people are as confused as me and really trying to navigate what the hell do I want to do with my career and my 40 plus hours a week. So um, explore it if you don't know it and that's fine and accept the you know amount of time that that might take. But um, resume building is one of my hobbies. I love helping my friends and family um, reorganize their resumes, structure them. Um, I've attended a lot of workshops so I can hear from hiring agencies and staffing agencies what is the best content to have on that one page or sometimes those two pages. Um, but definitely um, working with um, a lot of different people to understand their passions and bring it through on a piece of paper. Um, other factors of me getting here is uh, the networking. Uh, mentoring or mentoring and I say that because there's two ways I've I've mentored other people and still developed my leadership and I've been mentored by others and still gotten gems out of those relationships um, so I think uh, giving back as much as you're taking is really critical and important in, in the journey um, organizations that I've joined that I am still part of is soapbox women mm -hmm based in LA, but welcome to anyone. And it's for women that are creatives, whether that's graphic design or marketing. And that, that group has been really pivotal for me. And uh, one, just being a safe space and two, being a source of inspiration and hearing stories similar to my own, just being a woman in the creative industry um, and being resourceful. I mean, I can go to them to ask, how did you negotiate your salary? Or um, what was your portfolio like? Uh, so that brings me to the next factor of the you know, job search is how am I presenting myself? Because my resume isn't my only touch point from the hiring manager's perspective. Um, it's also my LinkedIn profile, which is a free website. It's also my own website where I do have um, a portfolio and I, I try to list out and uh, organize my education background, my career background, my my best uh, case studies, if you will, of my own projects. And so keeping those up to date and um, pivoting them and tailoring them throughout different interviews over the last you know five, 10 years is um, really important. 
can't, we can't get lazy. I know it's an exhausting journey yeah. to get a job, especially right now. Yeah, no, and that those are really good points. And I hope that um, the people out there who are listening, it's coming through loud and clear. Uh, the job search is a job on its own. Uh, you really ha- the approach really has to be so targeted. And uh, of course, you know, working with an agency like Artisans, if people don't have their own resources to have a recruitment partner that can help through you know, navigating through the resumes. Just really loved how, um, I love, first of all, really appreciated your approach, uh, systematic approach. Uh, however, also very much, very collaborative that there were people on both sides of the equation that you listened to and also you gave feedback to. So I think that's um, that actually brings us back to what you are doing currently at in your role is you're in this position that's a collaborative position where you're not only giving feedback to one side, but you're also being collaborative with the other side. So um, I can see the full circle there in your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Right. So I know that we're having this conversation early in the morning before you have to start your day. So I want to be respectful of that and let you go get ready for your day. But I thank you so much for taking the time and um, wish you all the best in this new position. And no doubt from everything that you've shared, it will be decades and decades. Um, And I wish you all the success. Thank you, Caddy. I really appreciate the time. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Artisan Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Artisan Creative, a staffing and recruitment firm specializing in creative, marketing, and digital talent. You can find us online at artisancreative.com or via social channels at Artisan Creative. We look forward to connecting.